Hey, what's up, stinkers? Today is the 9th of June, 2021. 80 degrees, overcast. Had some storms come through here at 8 o'clock at night. Last couple of days have been a little stormy. Yesterday, after doing some work on the Predator's Perch carving, I went home, unpacked my shit, unpacked my uh, saws and, and other stuff, other accoutrements, accoutrements, and... Uh, got rained on big time, right? I'll tell you what. I'm going to check out this little bakery real quick. Somebody was telling me that this is a really nice spot. I'm going to go in here and see if I can get a little dessert for my family tonight. Uh, it's called the Mercy Bakery. Let's see what's going on with this place. It's a Mexican place. Mercy, Mercy Bakery. Let's see what the fuck is going on. Up in here, up in here. Right, let's see what's happening. Stand by, I'll tell you all about this shit. Huh. All right, I'm back. So I went into the Mercy Bakery. I was talking to my wife about this yesterday. And it's an me authentic Mexican bakery. They got a shitload of stuff in there. And a uh, very nice senora who showed me all around, showed me all about the different types of products and stuff that they have. They make it all in-house. And um, I picked up four items there. I just, you know, it was like 12 bucks, so big fucking hunks of cake and shit like that. Things that I don't really, uh, I'm not a sweet tooth. Uh, it's not, I mean, I do enjoy a nice slice of birthday cake and a nice ice cream cone, but I, I don't really crave those sorts of things. My wife does like sweets, so, um, and I, again, I enjoy them. I just don't, some people, it's really their, their downfall, right? Uh, sometimes I need a little something sweet, but I don't need to overdo it. Anyway, I'm just trying to address the lifestyle component there because I don't stop at bakeries at 8 o'clock on a Wednesday night, typically. But I'm happy to have sampled this. And try it and tell others what you think about that. I'll send in my staff tomorrow. So, uh, as I was saying, rainy night, storms coming in, intermixed with beautiful weather, sun shining. That's been the kind of week it's been, so that's fine. A little bit of everything, right? Get some irrigation of our, of our land, some green grass and some trees, plants that are, are pleased there. This guy walks the fuck. He's always walking all over the place. Look at him. 
talk, walking and talking. He's got a little spring in his step. He lives like right down the street from me. I've never like interfaced with him. I think I might have said hello a couple times. Him and his wife, they walk all over the place. Which is good and healthy. But uh I never I don't know what the deal is. Maybe they don't they don't they're intimidated by me. I don't know. Or maybe they just don't give a fuck. Maybe they don't like chiropractors. I don't fucking. Anyway, try to be nice to everybody. I'm going to make it a a point to wave to these folks and be... Maybe I'll buy them some authentic Mexican treats. So as I head home, let me get to my... The meat and potatoes. Of my story. As I commute home. Yes, I talked to my buddy, Rosie, yesterday. He said, it sounds like you drive back and forth to the office a few times a day. So, yeah, I will fucking drive in. Maybe if I got, I'm feeling energetic, I'll do a little podcast if I'm inspired. And on the way back, from, I'll go home on lunch if I have time. And I'll do a little something then. And then I come, maybe two podcasts a day I'm good for. Maybe depending upon the week and how inspired I am. So this is the best use of my time, I think. Otherwise, I'm just kind of sitting quietly on the 15-minute ride home. So I'm still flying high from the DDIP Reconnect thing. I've had quite a few people come through the office, uh, patients and former boot campers and so on and so forth. I'll tell the story of three of them. Today, okay. First of all, saw my friend Viper. Now she was the DDIP marketing guru, so she loved the program. Uh, she sold it. She spread the word. She was so passionate about it, and saw a lot of things up close and personal that you know that were remarkable. And so she was my right hand. Her and another one named Coop, and my friend Bebok, Zim, all the instructors, of course, and many close confidants there who trained across the years, and I value their opinions and all that. So Val came in, and we talked briefly, and I sent her away with some flair, and he said, you ought to hold on to those t-shirts because you're going to start up again, right? <laughs> so people were talking uh, during and after the the reconnect, which was a fucking overwhelming success. And they were talking about, are we going to get back together? Are we going to start the group up again? And I would consider doing so. I would, in some capacity. I'm not saying commit to all that. You know, it would be me and maybe a couple other instructors, and, and that would be it. And we would share this experience, somehow keep it going, give people that want to train once or a few times a week a place to go and and stay healthy and stay connected. And fucking guy, little fucking beater truck coming abreast. We mess around the big ram. We'll ride right up and over you. So, um, 
Viper was in there, and she talked about it. She said, I said, what about these folks? There's some people who are close with her. And I said, hey, how about X, Y, and Z? How come they weren't there? And she said, well, you know, such and such. I know that they were, this one was a little bit embarrassed because it got so big and gained so much weight and or out of shape or had something else going on or whatever it was. But so there's that. That was a little bit disappointing to me, a little bit shocking perhaps because I tried to kill that. I tried to downplay any obstacles, any people who were feeling like maybe they weren't in good enough shape or they didn't have that mobility anymore or they had a health concern or whatever was going on. I tried to um, make them feel like they could, like they were still welcome, uh, especially uh, since they had fallen off the wagon. We all do. You know, we all could be a little bit leaner, a little bit more in shape, be more consistent, a little bit younger. You know, there's plenty of us with wrinkles and gray hair and big fat bellies now. Um, so that we shouldn't be ashamed. But that doesn't mean that people won't still feel like reluctant to, to come out. So that was that was the one encounter. Val or Viper said overwhelmingly positive experience. People are going to want you to start up again. But so you know, there were some people who feel like they're so far gone that they didn't have a place there. That bothered me. Uh, but it's typical. It's it's predictable that a percentage of people would feel that way. But I want them to know if they would were to listen that there's no better place for them. That their uh, frustration of being out of shape or you know, that they can't do it anymore, that I would knock that right down and say, listen, let's let's do this anyway. Let's start somewhere. Let's put our cards on the table and say, hey, I got out of shape. It's been a fucked up year. Happy to see you guys. I love you all. Maybe we can, you know, you can help me get back in shape. Because for a lot of folks, it is a life or death situation. You know, this... Being out of shape, being overweight, being um, sedentary, it's very closely connected. Lifestyle is very highly connected with um, chronic disease. And so we never frowned upon anybody who was out of shape. We embraced them, and that's what we continue to do. Secondly, there is uh, my friend who came in, and she's a mother of three since having trained DDIP. She's still in pretty good shape. She runs and does a Peloton and and uh, remembers our time together finally. And I, I invited her as she's been coming into the office for for care. And she said that she she goes, I'm going to tell you, I'm going I'm to admit that I was up, I was dressed, I was ready to come, but I felt like, what if? I show up all enthusiastically and nobody remembers me. And that's another predictable, you know, feeling that only makes us human. And, and I'm sure that there's a potential for that, that, that there's folks who showed up and felt like, hey, I don't really know that person that everybody's circled up around. But, <clears throat> you know, so I feel a little bit like, huh, I guess these people must have trained 
before or after me, you know. There's a big organization. There were 84 people out there on that hill. So, um, you know, that's a predictable sentiment that you could show up and nobody would recognize you. Maybe, maybe you're not, don't fancy yourself memorable or you just a lot of people and you feel like you might get lost in it and, and not have anybody to connect with. You know, maybe if, if you had somebody to show up with, maybe you'd feel a little bit better. I'm sure there was a lot of that. Like, hey, are you going? Okay, I'll go then. So that, and I appreciated her being candid with me and telling me this is how I felt. What an incredible thing for somebody to share that. I'm prepared to knock that down too, though. Next time, maybe she'll show up. I'll encourage her. What a great person. The third category, okay, is my friend Bud. I love this guy. He trained night pirates. He trained in other platoons. His wife trained. He brought his little girls out there. And I told him how wonderful it was that he showed up with his two little girls that aren't 10 years old. And the one was, it was so early and so dramatic that all these people were standing there early in the morning and they didn't know what to expect the girls other than what their father informed them of. That, you know, it was so much that the one girl, the youngest one, kind of looked like she was going to break out in tears. And I said, it's okay, honey. Remember me from the office? It's Dr. O. Play, play a little ukulele song for you and she looked confused and, and then we trained and they were a little bit like whoa what's going on with the sound off and all this stuff like it's dramatic it's a crazy experience to be inside that to be present when all this goes down and he said you know it can't be limited basically he said paraphrase it can't be limited to that day that it was a special thing and it was outstanding and how are we going to keep that going in this world because the world does need something like that people are going to want you to start back up people are going to want to be a part of this again and the question then is what does that look like you know as the smoke clears here, and it seems like you're better every day, I think I put my mask on a half a dozen times today in the office, you know, for people that present it with their mask. I put mine on. Otherwise, it's becoming more and more commonplace for people to have their mask on them, but not, you know, I'm vaccinated, you're vaccinated, it's great. So, Bud's right. You know, this is going to be something that people are going to talk about or are going to be, want to be a part of, and, and we need this in this world. Yes, DDIP is a special thing. Um, and so we talked about that, Bud and I. Yes, the guy's name is Bud Weiser, a fucking great guy. Proud, you know, he's my friend. 
so crazy about these folks, you know, none of whom I go home with at the end of the day, none of whom I know every little detail of their lives. I don't need to know. Just that we talked about the non-judgmental um, method of DDIP, how you can just show up and we're going to stretch and we're going to do this curriculum today and it's going to be good for us and it's going to keep us moving and make us feel powerful. And we talked about how we would walk away from our training and he shared a time, one of his favorite moments of DDIP. It rained on us and we were outside training and we were soaked to the, to the fucking bone and it felt like you could do anything, like nothing was going to stop you. And when that happens... When you train under those circumstances and you're, you got people around you that experience this with you, it makes you feel damn good. Like you made it through something hard together and you endured and you're, you, you know, your day is easier. Your day is less stressful. You got something to talk about instead of the stress at work or whatever that bullshit. You know, what, whatever you got going on. We all have those mundane Stresses The day-to-day grind wears us down. It kills your spirit. So DDIP, things like it, they lift you up. And any of the stuff that you would bicker about, whether it's politics or religion or whatever, and there's so much of that right now. You know, my front desk, Angie said, it's DDIP, or um, the world has dehumanized us over the past year. It's separated us, it's driven us uh, a wedge between us, it's, it's been tough, been a tough time, and it's stressed people out, and stressed people aren't always kind to one another, now, Bud and I talked about that there's like a DDIP force field, it's like, in that Harry Potter film where you know whoever it was cast a good spell over the Hogwarts and the Death Eaters led by the infamous uh, um, said his name Voldemort you know, the most evil guy out there it wouldn't let them in it, it prevented them it held them off Could, wouldn't let the bad guys in and so you're protected so I feel like You can create a bit of a force field when you're training in a program like DDIP because you're all about positive, you're all about, you know, completing your training, finishing something challenging, focusing, enduring, working together. And so there's no nonsense, there's no bad things that are happening. Nothing can get to you because you've got such an energy, such a um, a head of steam accumulated, such momentum that towards the good that any of the bad shit just it just fades away. It's suppressed. And so that DDIP force field is a real thing and I feel like we need to create it. We need to sustain it. We need to extend it over people that need it most. And so I've started writing a little bit of a forward to a book. This is my idea right now. What it's going to be is 
chapter one is going to, or the foreword at least, or chapter one is going to be the DDIP reconnect. And it's going to talk about the events of the day and the, um, how wonderful the reconnect was and, and how it's exceeded our expectations and how, you know, then I'll go through what's going on in my mind about how I, you know, wasn't sure how many people were going to show up and how, or how other people regarded the program. And so I didn't know what to expect. And I had considered writing about it and chronicling the DDIP experience. And, um, but you wonder, do people feel as though that this is as powerful as as I do, you know. It doesn't matter if I think it's special. I mean, that's great. Glad the method works for me. But what do other people think? And 84 fucking people, not counting children, not counting people who couldn't get there for, for some reason. They're all valid, all those reasons for not showing up. But a lot of it was fear and judgment and apprehension and uh, self-esteem and there were some some real and imagined reasons why people couldn't be there but despite that we didn't get a couple dozen we got 80 fucking four people out there and so that is outstanding that is an, an accomplishment that exceeds my wildest expectations and I feel like I need to thank every single person who showed up that force field, I'm, you know, I'm going to write about this, I'm going to write about this DDIP um, reconnect and how it was the spark, it was the ember that we can nurture, we can nourish, we can spark to a flame which is good things and positivity and helping other people and strength and confidence and just a lot of good shit your goodness. And all of us, I said, you know, the, the Voldemort, Harry Potter analogy, everybody's got a Voldemort in them. Everybody's got the potential to do bad or to drop the ball or to fail. But everyone also has the opportunity to be a Snape or a Harry Potter or one of the better characters, one of the one of Hagrid, you know, somebody who is loyal and dedicated and virtuous and we all have both of these characters within us, the very worst and the very best. And let's choose the best. And let's find, you know, find this within us all, within ourselves, again. You know, let's, re, let's rehash it, let's cultivate it, let's, let's do right by people. So I've been writing a little bit a night. It's my goal. Every night I'm going to write a little bit more and I'm going to try to carve out the essence of DDIP and try to see where this road leads. But I'm invigorated. I am reinvigorated. I am inspired. I am, it's reaffirmed 
in my mind that this is something very special and I don't need to be doing it for a living anymore. It's 46 years of age. I have no illusions at that, but I can keep doing something like it. If everybody that showed up, you know, with, all, with them in mind and especially all the others who, for whatever reasons, chose not to come, for them and for other people out there who need help and need direction and for myself, you know, for the people that we care about. If it's something um, effective, if it's worthwhile, if it does good, if it helps people, then let's do it. And there could never be a better time than after this bullshit pandemic, fucking COVID cooties. What is going to rise us up from the ashes? What is going to honor all of the people who have been sickened and died and um, become mentally frail and lost jobs? And what's going to give them of the motivation and the momentum that they need? Well, you know, they can find it themselves. They can reach out in various capacities to other people who can help them. But this is something that's helped a lot of people. And I say it's, an, it's the most capable instrument that I have to do good. So if you have something at your disposal, here's a question. If you have a tool at your disposal to help people and the time is such that something, some means to, to help people is needed, direly needed, would you do it? Or would you just say, ah, that was something we did a million years ago. Can't do it anymore. That's over. So, in some capacity, it's got to continue. I need help determining, you know, what that looks like. And I'll find it. I'll find it. I'll find a method. I'll find the the right recipe to to move forward with this. At the very least, I am now certain that DDIP was every bit as special as I as I believed it to be. It wasn't some figment of my imagination, some dream, some fleeting experience. It was something that's with me and with us forever, potentially. Sure as the frickin' 84-year-old Sam walking with hiking poles and the overweight people who showed up for, you know, dismissing that they would be judged and the kids playing with other kids who they'd never met before and the parks and rec director who I met today and, you know, who was asking about the event. It's fucking, yes, how'd it go? It went fucking real well, man, real well. So, it's not the end. So, we'll see what that looks like. All right, love and respect. I'm going to go in now. Spend some time with my family. Huh!